0: Welcome to episode 640 of the PS Nation podcast, the longest running PlayStation podcast on the internet. My name is Dave Hunt and I'm joined by Michael Swick.
1: How's it going, Dave?
0: All right, how are you?
1: Doing okay. Little 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 tired, little loopy. I'm off tomorrow, which is nice. How was Feels your Feels was like I haven't had a day off in a while.
0: I was back to school at Best Buy.
1: Oh, you said where I worked. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it was okay. It wasn't too bad. Uh, just been crazy busy. Uh with work and then other things that I have going, uh, my friend who works for the government is visiting, uh, this upcoming weekend. So I'm kind of like fixing up the apartment and cause he works for sure the it's... government. <laughs> uh, it, so he rarely gets time off. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where he visits Chicago, like maybe every two, three years, nice. uh, high school friend. So he's visiting this week. So I'm just trying to like get my apartment group friendly cause I probably have like five, six people in a small apartment. Right. over so make sure rock band's ready to go and make sure my bar is filled with alcohol which currently right now it is just my batman forever mugs from mcdonald's that you some tweeted street out fighter. earlier Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some street fighter shot glasses and one miniature bottle of Patron. that's like the only thing i have in my bar so i have to fill that with uh, I don't know alcoholic beverages for adults.
0: So I went to my parents' house this weekend. You bringing up your Batman glasses? Like maybe think about this. So, do you remember when Burger King was doing those like plastic glasses of like the Disney movies, like Pocahontas, like where they almost had yeah. like the movie cover art on there?
1: I used to have that. It looked like the VHS cover. Yeah. On, on so my parents still
0: have those cups.
1: They still use them.
0: Yes. Nice. And like the like, there's like like handprint rub marks, like <laughs> like where the images are like fading away, like. Um, and nobody, not very many people will know this. My dad, so nobody will know this with my dad, but the reference I'm getting to very few might, may or may not get it. And if you do get it, I would love for you to tweet at me or, uh, it's on Facebook that you understand this reference. But we were, um, we used to have an amusement park close to, to Michigan, kind of like in the, um, in between Michigan and Canada in the, in the lake that I can't think of the name right now. Uh, <laughs> that's like, you know, X amount of miles away from me, but we used to have to go to this amusement park. It was called Boblo Island. And you have to you used to have to go there on a ferry. Like there was no roads to this island, and um, we we bought my dad like this gigantic cup. Like I don't even know what like maybe a twenty four ounce plastic cup. And he drinks a ton of ice water. Like he fills the cup up entirely with ice, and then he fills it up with water, and then he drinks it, and then the ice melts, and he drinks it more, and he probably puts like four or five of these cups down a day. Um, and like so this gl- this was a glow in the dark Bablo Island cup. And it literally, literally, like he would grab it at the same spot every time, where his handprint rubbed away all the images, uh, and 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 to the point where I think it actually rubbed away the glow-in-the-dark functionality. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it's just like those those cups, like some of those things. You make it makes you wonder what they're made out of because they like they don't break.
1: Yeah, luckily the the the, the Batman for I think it was Batman Forever, uh, those cups. Uh, we're just in the basement in uh, uh-huh. boxes wrapped in newspaper. So like, I, I my mom was cleaning out the basement, and when I visited, she's like, "Hey, I found these. Do you want them, or I'm gonna toss them out?" And I'm like, "No, I want those." Yeah. Uh, so now her new mission is to. Uh, I used to have uh, as a kid, and she swears we, she still has them somewhere. Uh, they're Looney Tune cups that are like Tweety Bird's head, Taz's yeah. head, yep. Bugs's head. I I have all those. And she swears they're somewhere in the basement, so she's going to get those, even though Sarah's like, please don't find them. I do not want those <laughs> in my kitchen, but it's like, no, I need to find those because those are amazing. And also, I'm trying to track down, I, my mom can't confirm if she saved it or not. I don't know if this was outside of Chicago, but McDonald's had Dennis Rodman cups.
0: I saw you tweeting back and forth with somebody about this, and I don't really feel like they had Dennis Rodman ones, but I for some reason maybe Bramler talked about it. But there was Dream Team cups, right? No,
1: so there was there was Dream Team cups, but when Rodman was on the Bulls, I had the Dream Team Dream Team cups as well. But when Rodman was on the Bulls and he did the the hair color thing, yeah, where his hair color was crazy. McDonald's released a set of Dennis Rodman cups that if it was warm or cold, his hair color would change. <laughs> and i desperately want these again and i know someone has to have them somewhere like i doubt the hair color change technology still works or functions and if it does i probably wouldn't want to drink out of it but i'm like desperate to see if uh, my mom still has those cups because we used to save those cups because that was back then when mcdonald's would do cool things with like yeah. cups and I, I still my brother still has the jurassic park watches from burger king uh, I still uh, have some of the Pokeballs that they did for the first Pokemon movie from Burger King, like all those collectible stuff were, was really cool. And every time I go to my parents' house, I, I come back with a treasure from my childhood. I have a backpack of wrestling toys that are in the garage that I've been tempted to grab and bring to the apartment, but I don't know what I would do with like fifty wrestling toys. Right. As I'm approaching thirty,
0: just set a shelf <laughs> up there above your skateboard. And- Put them up there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, above my skateboard. I'm actually thinking of getting another PlayStation themed skateboard. <laughs> uh, this is PS1 themed. Might get a PS2 themed one. <laughs> I, I have plans.
0: All right. So uh, if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the direct RSS feed on our website, or on Stitcher. You can listen to Spotify through your PlayStation. So while you're playing, grinding out whatever your games are doing, whatever you're doing, and you want to listen to something at the same time that not the game, uh, you feel free to listen to the podcast. If you could uh, review us at, at all, like that would be great. If you're able to, um, review, I believe, iTunes and a couple of the independent apps let you do that, or, uh, just share the podcast on social media in any way, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of those other things, if, if Snapchat, Instagram, any of that stuff, and we'd appreciate it if you can send links to that or anything, um, and that would be great. So, uh, we're gonna jump right into the news, a little bit of a lighter news week, but some interesting news stories. So, go.
1: yeah, uh, the PlayStation Plus, as you're hearing it, uh, now the PlayStation Plus games are out, but in case you're not aware, the September games are Batman Arkham Knight and Darksiders 3. So Batman Arkham Knight kind of makes sense. It's been a while since that came out. The Arkham Collection, the Arkham Asylum Collection, has been on flash sales, I feel like, every other week uh, for the last uh, for year or so. So it makes sense like now people might after Well, it's also the 10-year
0: per- anniversary of Asylum.
1: It is. A t- I saw Rocksteady tweet that yeah. out, which is just crazy to me because yeah. it feels like just a couple years ago I was uh, playing that game. I remember yeah. enjoying the hell out of that game.
0: But I'm actually uh, I'm actually a little bit more surprised that it's Arkham Knight versus like the Arkham Collection to get you know. And I I always think that people should like companies would use PS Plus as more of a as a marketing strategy to sell something else. Um, mm-hmm. To where I feel like if they gave away the Arkham Collection of the PS3 games on PS4, that it might entice people to buy Arkham Knight.
1: Yeah, And this might go I the wonder, other way too. I wonder where it could play at a factor in because I feel that Arkham Asylum started at a high and then City dropped a little bit and then Night dropped a little bit further mm-hmm. to where there might be more people that are wanting to buy Asylum because it's a 10-year anniversary for it. This might get them to get the collection?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, could go, it, it could go both ways for sure. I remember um, I have this game and I got this like on some... Wario 64 pre-Black Friday price error tweet that I like was scrolling through Twitter before my wife and I went to sleep on Thanksgiving. And I, I think I handed her my phone and said, here, buy this. It's like $8. She's like, what am I buying? I'm like, I don't know. It's probably not going to work. And it's the Arkham Knight collection. And it was like the whole thing, like all the DLC and everything like that. And the game had only been out a couple, like a month or a couple months. And it was like eight bucks or something like that to where it had like, it was when they weren't bundling the DLC very well. And I still sometimes don't think they are, but where it's like, Here's the pack for the car. Here's the other pack for the Batmobile. Here's the skin pack. One at a time. <laughs> like it was just like, oh my gosh, this took forever to download. I'm never deleting this off my hard drive because I can't bring it back.
1: <laughs> I, I think I still have Arkham Knight on my hard drive, even though I I've never played it and I have no long, intention
0: of playing it. It's been a long it's, time since Rock City had. I don't like. I'd have to check the date on Night. It's got to been four or five years now.
1: Yeah, it, it's. Kind of great that Warner has kind of let them just do their own thing. I mean, does Warner Brothers do the own them
0: game. or do they just publish them?
1: I believe they own them.
0: Okay. I mean, because we've heard all the rumors like Superman and Ninja Turtles and Rocksteady's gonna be at E3 and Rocksteady's gonna be a PSX and they never are. <laughs> so.
1: They have a Superman game. Nope, it's a Wonder Woman game. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to see. Yeah, so Arkham Knight was twenty fifteen, so it's been four years. Uh and Rocksteady.
0: And then the VR game I think was like what, twenty seventeen?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2017, which and was be a really short you, experience. Yeah,
0: well, it was a short experience, but it actually had some depth to it. Like I was actually because I w- we reviewed that at the VR weekend, like I did, and you were there with me and my and Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually like the 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 story part of it was very short, but then the the mini games that you could do and like the the score cha- like it actually had some interesting depth to it. it. Was actually a little bit surprising for me, at least. Yeah. Uh. So
1: yeah. That was 2016. VR, so it's oh, been okay. three good years since then. And they haven't uh, their next game it will probably is gonna be Next, next Gen. gen. Yeah. And still have no idea. I wonder if the rumors have been true that like they've they're working on a Superman game and then Man of Steel didn't turn out so hot. So then they're working on an Aquaman game and then Justice League didn't do well and then it's like, okay, Wonder Woman's doing really well, but then Or Batman v Superman didn't do well, and then introduce character as well. I think if the I'm wondering if the trouble with the cinematic universe has kind of messed up Rocksteady. Not that their games are tied into it, but perception of the characters that they're using. Wonder Woman seems like the slam dunk for them because the movie was good, but she was involved with uh, you know Justice League. It seems like
0: DC's going in a better direction lately with their movies. So which might, which might make their, you know, if Rocksteady is doing something that's supposed to line up somehow with, you know, another Superman movie or something like that, that maybe that, you know, trying to bring it out around the same time. But who knows? I mean, like, we could be totally wrong and they could be do- doing something t- from a to- completely different field. <laughs> I'd still, wa- I still be. want them to do I a four player Ninja Turtles game. So, <laughs>
1: That uh, every time you mention that, I, that would make the most sense That's what I want. for them to do. That's what I want. So just like leave the or give me a Teen Titan game wouldn't yeah. be crazy. I mean, how cool
0: would it be to be able to play as Casey Jones or even April or you know, any, even like getting that deep into it?
1: I, I would I, I would love that. Or if they just let you play as April and it's an investigation
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> Use the detective ability that they from their engine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this use the yeah use that <laughs> for. Her. Um, I I I'm really curious to see what they're doing. I just don't know.
0: Yeah, but I would definitely like this be. is this is definitely a game that I would say if you haven't played any of the Arkham games, like Knights Arkham Knight is okay. I wouldn't say it's it's definitely not a bad game. If you played it on PC, no, it's not a bad game. If you game. played it on PC, it was terrible. <laughs> but on console, it's a good game. The combat works. Uh, it it kind of falls into that overwhelming open world feel, though, where there's like so much stuff going on. Like phone booths are ringing and people are saying they need help, and the radio's going off, and you're trying to do your main mission. And you know, like it, like it kind of falls into that to me at least, like where like oh, where the game opened up, I'm like, holy crap, there's so much stuff to do. Like I don't know where to go. Um, that, that fatigue, definitely, I remember that fatigue hitting me. Um, and then, like, the second game, uh, Darksiders 3, is, I feel, purely getting people ready for Darksiders Genesis.
1: Yeah, even though Genesis is a completely different style game, but definitely one of those things that we see from time to time of plus game is there to bring brand recognition yeah. to the the next title or I, to would ex- start advertising. I would
0: expect by the end of september that we get a date for darksiders genesis an official date
1: we didn't get a. I thought there was already one there isn't.
0: No, i don't if they if there is an official date for it i missed it okay um,
1: yeah i'm not I'm not sure
0: but you know look. so again darksiders 3 is kind of you know if you played the first two games it's it's a continuation of that storyline um and it's a it's a it's an okay game. Like, um, it's definitely, I think that one is the, is the pinnacle for that franchise. Two is just a step back and three is, uh, is one or two steps back from two
1: mirrors Uh, Arkham Knight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I guess. Asylum's
1: almost perfect. And then a little bit of a drop down, a little bit of drop down again, not bad, yeah. But just not as good as the first
0: one. I think that as I got into it, like, cause I played Darksiders 1 and then I played Darksiders 2 like back to back, right before, during the summer before Destiny 2 launched. And then, like, you know, I knew that, I knew Destiny 2 was coming in September and I knew that, you know, like from a coverage standpoint, like that was going to be what I was playing for at least a couple of weeks. So I was, um, being very on purpose with some trying to complete some games and that's also like one of the games that I streamed when we first got our Twitch affiliation with Darksiders 2 <laughs> yeah um, so like those things are you know all there um, and so I, I think it's a pretty overall it's a good month I mean these are two AAA studios
1: yeah AAA and Darksider in the case of Darksiders 3 like double AA AAA yeah. kind of in between there I'm just curious, So, like, PlayStation Plus, since they moved from the six games to the two games, the the, the quality of the PS4 games has definitely jumped up. But I don't know about you, but I'm just less excited for PlayStation Plus games than I was before, even though I wasn't downloading the PS3 or Vita games most of the time. It, it's just I'm less excited for PlayStation Plus because it's just going to be two games. They're going to be two good games.
0: Yeah, I think that some I, of I that, miss that that lack of excitement comes from hey that PS3 game is really cool. I remember playing that. You should play it. Like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like t- was was telling your friends like, and now it's the same thing. Like, if somebody goes like, do I download Darksiders? I'm like, well, if you played one and two, yeah, I say for sure. Like, it's great. It's free. Same thing. Like, if you like Batman, like, download Arkham Knight. If you're not a Batman fan, like, the gameplay is not going to carry the game enough
1: no if you like the way spider-man played and you like and you don't have you never played these this is going to play similar to spider-man in a certain aspect just because every superhero game kind of copied the arkham
0: or a lot yeah, of third i person just i just don't think the is. game the the game is good enough to to bring even non-batman fans in
1: yeah, I could see that, especially with it being the third game in yeah. the series. Like if this I would, was like Arkham I Asylum... Me, like Watch Dogs would, 2,
0: like Watch Dogs 2 gameplay is what hooked me. Not necessarily, like, the story was good, the story was there, but the mechanics of playing Watch Dogs, it, for the, the improvement they made from 1 to 2, was where I felt like Watch Dogs 2, regardless of if you were a fan of Watch Dogs, was enough that you should at least check it out. And I don't feel the mm-hmm. same way about Arkham Knight.
1: Yeah, no, agree with that.
0: So, and same thing. I would say the same thing about Dark Siders three. Like, if you played one and two and you enjoyed them, like three is just a you know a continuation of the story, and it's great to have that story continue. I don't think that Dark Shiders three is a good starting point for anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: But, and you can buy but, the that, fir- that. first two Dark Shiders games for like six bucks now, total combined, probably. <laughs> on, those are on other the games. PS4. <laughs>
1: yeah, those are other games that always <laughs> just pop up on sale. Yeah, I think I own them, but I got them from the
0: the humble bundle. Yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of people had them from there, so. All right. Um, so, Aladdin and The Lion King are being remastered. The I believe this is the Sega Genesis versions, right? Uh, there is actually
1: kind of every version. So it is going oh, to have right. yep. uh, the Genesis, the Game Boy, Super Game Boy releases of all the games, and then uh, is it Lion King's going to have the Super Nintendo version with it as well?
0: I think it showed, so, like, I'm, I'm letting the trailer run in the background a little bit right now. I think it showed some, you know, like, this is this is just one of those things that's cool. Like, it, it, so it shows, like, Aladdin and Lion King together. You can play in full 1080p, which used to, you know, and it looked like on the screen there, there's, like, three different versions of Aladdin, three different versions of um, Lion King. And mm-hmm. it actually has, like, a, a watch mode in it where you can, like, watch somebody essentially play through the game, and then you can p- pick it up anywhere you want. Or you because can turn this on. Games- you yeah, can turn you can turn this functionality on if you're struggling, similar to like what you talked about, like with Catherine. You know,
1: yeah, because these games are hard as hell. I played the hell out of these games on uh, the the Game Gear because I had a Game Gear, and I remember destroying the batteries for Game Gear. Uh, but I'm so excited to to play these again. It's a smart move uh, <laughs> from whoever is releasing really this, just because. Uh, Aladdin and The Lion King are two of the highest-grossing movies of the year. So, yeah.
0: and put out r- riding if they release this like right after Disney Plus comes out.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's like a uh, a couple weeks before Plus, so it's gonna or before Disney Plus comes out, so it's gonna be perfect. Oh, it's you October twenty ninth. Okay, yeah,
0: Plus is yeah. like November twelfth. I think Disney Plus. Yeah.
1: So, it's, but it's perfect marketing cause, so I, I I just looked up like the Lion King movie. Uh, regardless of the quality of that movie, is the second highest grossing movie of the year. Aladdin is the sixth highest grossing movie of the year. Those Blu-ray releases will probably be around out the holidays. You'll have Plus coming out.
0: Blu-ray releases. Nobody's going to buy November. those when you can just pay $6 a month and get every movie.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm wondering how that's going to go down. Because they said like there's a, a, a window. Because Blu- Disney Blu-rays still sell like crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: So you're going to have this game come out early October disney plus in november so you can watch the original versions of these movies and then you can watch the live action remakes on home on blu-ray probably november december as well right so perfect like whoever whoever decided like hey let's dig up these games uh and do some uh synergy marketing type stuff so this yeah genius
0: this this has a brand new quote final cut uh version of aladdin uh, an original Aladdin trade show demo that has not been uh, available publicly since 1993. Upscaled graphics, customizable controls, visual filter uh, uh, filters, and more modernization. Uh, multiple playable versions of each game, including their Sega Genesis, Game Boy, and Super Boy... Super Game Boy... Was Super Game Boy a I thing?
1: I, I'm not sure. I...
0: I'm reading the article, Brock. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Super Nintendo, I thought, was the version of one of the games that they're. Using.
0: Yeah, there might be a typo in here we might have to check out. Um, yeah. An interactive game viewer that allows you to watch gameplay and jump in and play at any time. The rewind and cheat code abilities. That's for MJC. Um, and a collection of interviews, art, and music, uh, chronicle- um, chronicling the game's development history. So it's kind of like it's just a nostalgic trip you know that you can actually like i was actually when these like like the mega man like uh classic game, like I, I always like enjoy playing those games but i hated the four by three ratio like i'm just like i've moved on from that so when i see yeah. that on my tv it like bothers me even though like you can put little borders up and everything like that it still bugs me so this can be full 1080p which is really good
1: yeah uh so super game boy is listed in the press release uh so that was probably a thing but we're not old enough to know, and Lion King is. Gonna I had have a Game Boy though. What the hell is a Super, Super Nintendo game Boy? <laughs> Entertainment System? I don't know. Maybe it's like a different version of the game. Oh god,
0: we're gonna get in trouble.
1: <laughs> uh. Oh, Super Game Boy isn't that that adapter thing you would plug into your your ah, SNES? Oh, or-
0: okay. I see. Yeah, I remember this now. I just don't remember yeah. it being called that. You put yeah. the cartridge. You put the Game Boy cartridge in the cart in this new cartridge, and you can mm-hmm. put this in your Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah this is a thing that I can never get my parents to buy for me because I couldn't tell them what it did, but I wanted it. Mom, it's a
0: thing it. that does a thing that makes it easier yeah. for me to play. She's like, but you let's have that. Play, yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. But it lets me play my Game Boy things. Uh, no, no, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited about this. I wasn't expecting this, but Disney's getting better and better. And it looks like they actually put effort into making this. Like, the behind-the-scenes stuff could be cool. Like the, in a, Definitely check out the trailer. You get a uh, uh, visual representation of what like the the like museum aspect of this game is going to be and i'm i'm excited for that i spent so many hours playing these games as a kid uh and they're difficult so i'm hopefully i'll do better than i was <laughs> when i was like five trying to play this
0: but now he's strong enough to actually snap the controller <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and i don't need uh I'm a little sad. I guess the, the Game Gear versions were bad versions of this game because they didn't include them in this or they were just the Genesis version shrunk yeah, down. By, um, Gear, I, yeah.
0: I think a lot of that happened with Game Gear.
1: Yeah, so I have to I have to look into why uh, they didn't add the Game Gear stuff. I, just, I didn't really... I was a little kid, so I had a Game Gear, but it wasn't really, like... I wasn't, like, following games that deeply as a five-year-old because I'd have to buy EGM, Game Informer, magazines. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm interested to see that. I I wish I still had my Game Gear, even though it took like four D or C batteries to run to for three hours.
0: Yeah, actually, I think it was like eight triple A's or double A's or something like
1: that. It was it was something, but <laughs> it would only give you a couple hours of gameplay. And I remember yeah. just that was definitely one of those ones where I'd have to use my allowance to buy batteries, which is <laughs> so
0: sad. All right, uh, and our final story is one that I actually don't want to happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hate this story. Okay, uh, so Telltale is quote-unquote back. So a company called LCG Entertainment have purchased the Telltale name and most of their IP, and they are going to continue the Telltale name under new management and most likely a whole different development team because they said that they'll open up some, they'll offer old Telltale employees freelance positions, and then maybe in the future they'll become full-time positions, which sounds like some bullshit. but
0: uh, you, can, you can come back, but not permanently.
1: Yeah, maybe in the future if this works out. Uh, so it looks like their plan is to either sell off some of the, the IP. That, Telltale, that their purchase came with, and that then nobody outsourced. wanted to buy the first
0: time it was available.
1: Yeah, and and then outsource to continue franchises and move things around to. I uh, don't get return of profit for this. I I don't I, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel so this No, com- I know how I feel about this. Company this.
0: purchased it, the rights to Telltale Studios mm-hmm. with the intention of distrib- distributing the IPs. So they're essentially trying to flip Telltale? Is that what you're telling me?
1: That's what it sounds like. They, they, they said that they are going to, uh, you know, plan to sell some of the IP that they just bought, which would probably be the valuable stuff. And I'm I'm just guessing, this is just, you know, me predicting stuff because I'm not a business type So or just taking a guess. This is just them... Buying the rights to Telltale so then they can continue to sell the old games and collect checks off that because currently all the games on PC and I think yeah. PSN were taken down because there was no one to collect the money or pay for whatever you have to pay for to keep your game up on PSN. So they'll continue that. They still own uh, The Wolf of Madness and apparently they have the, the Telltale rights to Batman. Uh, but that most likely means that they can still sell the Batman Telltale yeah, game.
0: I'm pretty sure that was a licensed deal because that's like the only one that actually hit the calendar.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, the they don't have the rights to Walking Dead because Skybound bought right. that and finished Walking Dead. So in reality, it's the, the, the Batman IP, they specifically have the some Telltale that Borderlands
0: Batman. Borderlands stuff or was that just a deal they had with...
1: Uh, i think that was a deal because I, I they would have mentioned it in this press release right. because you would because borderlands is coming out what like next week
0: yeah because like back to the future doesn't have any <laughs> no
1: back to the future so it's like the the wolf among us which a uh, new season was promised never delivered i don't know if these guys are going to be the ones that deliver the did they,
0: did they have fabled or no
1: well no that's what the wolf among us is right is okay all right Based right, right, off yeah, yeah.
0: okay Sorry.
1: I don't know if this is the quote-unquote studio to deliver it, because again, they just bought the name. None yeah. of the talent is coming with it, because the talent is hopefully employed somewhere else uh, and working in industry. industry. So, I just don't want to see it?
0: their name anymore.
1: Yeah, because I'm kind of like... I think it's a I, terrible
0: I, idea if you're going to call them... If they're going to make a game, I think it's terrible idea to put the Telltale name on it at this point.
1: Yeah, because uh, the th- the previous management did not, there was a bad PR image around the Telltale name towards the end of that run. There
0: was a bad PR image around Telltale period with the taking forever to bring things out and you know, like, and some of that stuff, like, yeah, they were good, but I mean, it got to the point where it just got annoying.
1: Yeah, it got annoying, and then when you find out the working conditions and just how the employees were treated, that didn't help either. And the idea that like, they'll hire back some people in freelance positions with full-time openings hopefully in the future just doesn't sound great and it doesn't sound like it's a plan this is uh uh in in an article that we posted uh trey brings up a good point this is basically basically thq nordic you know where they bought the thq name just to slap it on their brand yeah but i I mean i guess thq
0: THQ. nordic went into yeah you know nordic or thq they had their problems with just you know, like, obviously, like, managing money. Like, we didn't hear, like, you know, like, people were st- When THQ went down the first time, like, there was... I remember reading news. There was constant, like, almost borderline bidding wars for some of their IPs.
1: Yeah, and most of that stuff sold off. And then Nordic just bought the THQ name and what was left of it. And then slapped THQ on their name because it's a more recognizable brand, which I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this LCG Entertainment yeah. just does the same and slaps Telltale on their brand cuz Telltale is a recognizable name though how valuable that name is anymore yeah. is a mystery. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that's but,
0: just that's interesting like I mean I would I guess I'd like to see a little bit more like how this works like if like all of a sudden these games are going to start showing back up on PSN and showing back up on Steam and all that stuff like it'd be interesting are they all going to be epic exclusives <laughs>
1: That'd be funny if they they return <laughs> back on PC because I don't know if they're all gone from PSN, but I know most of them were. And well, wasn't PC, at one point in def- time,
0: like you couldn't even like download the new version of the game. Like people like that, if they didn't download it by like a certain day, like it was gone. Like the new episode of Walking Dead or something.
1: Ah, uh, I forget off, how and then any it, it of went back on down. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so the. The second to the last episode, the last episode Telltale produced. It, like, disappeared for a little bit and then came back, and then yeah. Skybound released the third episode. Or, not the third episode, the fourth or fifth episode, whatever it was. Uh, it, it, it This is just a weird acquisition, and I, I guess it's good that the, the two dudes that are running it, they are... They kind of mentioned a game plan, but it just doesn't seem like there's a, a solid one. Or, this is at least nothing to get excited for if you're like a Telltale fan i didn't want to see more Telltale games, like because this is not going to be the people that made the original games. They're they're off doing other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is this is this is either people that are going to try and bank on a name, or these are people that are going to just cash the checks when they pre-upload, you know, the games to be purchased again.
0: Yeah, this uh, is crazy.
1: Yeah, business business is crazy.
0: Alright, so new releases uh, for the next... There's a lot. So from September 6th, this Friday, September 6th through September 13th. So we're going to kind of go through these uh, briefly. So there's an Angry Birds movie 2, the Angry Birds movie 2 VR under pressure. It's 34.99. It's rated E for everyone. I actually think Glenn might stream this, so please just go on that stream and watch that and laugh. Hopefully he streams it in VR, but he probably won't. Um Tuesday September 10th is Konami eFootball PES 2020. It's 59.99. It's called 99. eFootball. Yes.
1: eFootball. Yep.
0: It's an e-sport, so it's eFootball.
1: But, uh, why?
0: <laughs> p uh so Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 59.99 ready to e for everyone. I saw this at E3. It's just Pro Evolution Soccer.
1: Like, which you, it, people really enjoy. So I, it, I'm so I'm not shitting on, on yeah. uh, Pez. I'm shitting on eFootball
0: <laughs> um, And there's another uh, WRC eight uh, FIA World Rally Championship coming, and that's forty nine ninety nine. That's rated E for everyone. Um, you want to take a shot at this word?
1: Nope. Uh, <laughs> Zan. Uh,
0: yeah. Udawar- yeah. That. Uh, $59.99. That still has a rating pending on it, <laughs> even though it comes out next week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to update Amazon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, NASCAR Heat 4 Gold Edition, $69.99, rated E for everyone. Uh, here we go. Uh, the Walking Dead: The Telltale Definitive Series, $49.99, rated M for mature.
1: By Skybound Games. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Sudden Strike 4 Skybound, cash Complete Collection, $49.99. Um, NHL 20, Digital Deluxe, 79.99. So this is EA. So this is probably like a week early or five-day early access or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then a game called Greedfall, $49.99, rated M for Mature. On Friday, September 13th, Borderlands 3, 59.99, M for Mature. I cannot believe that Borderlands 3 is going to be out <laughs> so soon.
1: Yeah, that's one of those things where the hype has been all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's part of because of Randy Pitchford. But yeah, it's out next week. That's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. And then we have um, Borderlands 3 Deluxe Edition. Um, and thats nine ninety nine. That's rated M for Mature. And then also Borderlands 3 Super Deluxe Edition. Ninety nine ninety nine rated M for mature. Borderlands three collector's edition, a GameStop exclusive, two hundred and forty nine ninety nine. And then I didn't even know this when I because I didn't read ahead. So NHL twenty the regular version fifty nine ninety nine coming out that Friday. Mm-hmm. Apparently the regular edition is uh, the NHL game is still rating pending as well.
1: It's probably E.
0: <laughs> um, and then NASCAR Heat four. It's $49.99, E for everyone. So the NASCAR Heat and the NHL games must, you know, obviously buy a certain version and get, um, you know, early access, which I'm not a huge fan of. So, And those are your new releases through September 13th. So they all have links on them for the affiliate links that we have with Amazon. You can also just go to psnation.com and click on the affiliate links page. And it will show you other companies that we have affiliations with. And if you purchase from them, we get a commission. Um, and it's much appreciated and helps pay the bills for things. And you guys have been doing awesome with that. And we appreciate it. You can also go to Zazzle.com PSNation where you can search for PlayStation Nation merchandise. Get you a Christmas ornament, you know, because that's going to be uh, that's pretty soon. Unfortunately, it's not too far away. Um, and that is there for you to per- peruse at your leisure. Uh, video links: uh, Twitch.tv/psnation, where we are an affiliated Twitch channel. And this is September, so it's also known as September for Twitch. You can get half off a paid new tier one sub. So if you want to sub to us, and sometimes maybe you just you know want a reason to support us, we uh, still get a good uh, portion of your sub, and it only costs you like two dollars and fifty cents now instead of like five bucks, or it's like three bucks instead of six bucks. I don't remember how much it costs exactly, but if you guys are are willing to do that when one of us is streaming or even when we're not streaming, it is much appreciated. Um, or you can just link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and you'll get something called Twitch Prime where you get a bunch of cool benefits for that as well. Um, along with getting a free sub to uh, the Twitch streamer of your choice. And if you want to use that on us, we would appreciate it. Um, and then we have our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/psnation. Where if you can give us a, um, a thumbs up there and a subscription, like that's appreciated as well. And that, oh, those are all ways that you can support us. Some of them cost financial commitments. Some of them uh, cost you just what you're already going to be purchasing anyways. And then some of them could be free depending on the services that you have. So we would appreciate that, especially getting into the holidays if you're buying anybody gift cards or anything like that. Um, as, you know, it, it's September now, so we are getting close to the back-to-school time where you need to get more stuff for your kids and things like that or, you know, for your university stuff and anything like that you guys can do to support us. We would appreciate it. Okay, so um, uh, do you want to talk about what you're playing and watching or do you want to go into this little discussion that I want us to have or do you want me to do Breakpoint? Uh,
1: No, we can um, We can do Breakpoint. Okay.
0: So, as I've told you guys before, um, a couple weeks ago, I got uh, flown out to San Francisco by Ubisoft. Um, they paid for my lodging and my travel for me to attend uh, a Ghost Recon Breakpoint uh, playthrough. So, again, thank you to Ubisoft for doing that, as they have many times for us. They've been a great supporter of that. Um, ghost Recon Breakpoint is the newest game in the Ghost Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon series. Uh, it's a successor to Wildlands. Um and there's a whole, uh, there's a full write-up on this, so I'm not going to go into crazy detail. And I might do like a separate audio thing, um, to to go into more in-depth for you guys later on this week. Um, so I mean, the gist of it is that this is more Ghost Recon, uh, large, huge, open world um, that you can go anywhere, and you can build your, you know, tactical soldier as you choose with the weapons that you pick up as you play, um, and then you can do, uh, you can start. Playing with with your friends or playing solo and going through the process of um, figuring out what's going on in this in on this island that you're at. Um, I don't want to go too much too crazy into into spoilers or anything like that with the story. I did get to play the game for about five hours, six hours of PVE content, and I got to play about an hour of PvP content. So I got an extensive amount of time on it. I can go into crazy deep detail of things that I enjoyed and things that I hated, but. For the most part, I just want you guys to to know that you know a brief overview of what you know what I got to play. So we played the very beginning, the introductory missions of what what is going on on this island. And I always have a hard time saying this island's name. Um, so let me see if I can find it in my write up here. So um, and I'm not as super uh, prepared for this as I want to be. So um, okay, so let me talk more a little bit about. Uh, the problems that I had with Wildlands first. So um, I played Ghost Recon Wildlands. I gave it an E3 award years ago when it was first announced as like this huge spectrum. But then the, the story with Wildlands was very staggered. I felt like it was like a lot of mini campaigns as you were in different regions of Bolivia and you were working on, you know, clearing out the cartel lieutenants to get to the main cartel boss. But the boss, the the final boss, seemed to be like more of like an afterthought of the world of being, uh, you know, the world playing in Bolivia, going where you wanted to do, you know, this massive open world. And they seem to have, it appears right now with Breakpoint, they seem to have condensed that a little bit. The story seems to be more of the focus. Um, so you're sent to aurora which is the island uh which is a remote island that's home to the largest drone manufacturing plant in the world aurora has gone completely silent for unknown reasons and the the they've sent the ghosts in to do a recon mission to and to figure out what's going on as you're being as you're flying in something happens to your helicopter and you crash and some of your you know, you, you, some of your tasks, uh, your, your, t- your uh, squad mates are, are killed and you start seeing things that are going on. A, cra- a couple of helicopters crash. You, know, you, you survive. You play as a character. His name is Nomad. He's the, he's the leader of the ghosts. Um, during your recon of trying to figure out what's going on on the island, um, you find uh, a safe haven of where a lot of people have gone due to the issues that have, that have arose on Aurora. Um, and it's that ends up kind of being like your social hub in the game. So that seems to be the first major difference that I've noticed with Breakpoint to Wildlands is there is a social hub, home base thing that you can that you go to, and that's where some of your your factions are and your stories and and you know your the place where you could buy you know your vendors and things like that that are there. Um, is
1: it? Uh, does it feel like it's something you need to return to? Like, is it an actual hub or
0: just? Um, I wouldn't necessarily feel like it's something that you need to return to, but they do. There are a lot of main characters that are at the hub, so you almost need to go back there just to get more of the story given to you. So another dialogue mm-hmm. scene that happens with somebody else, because um, you're 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 with natives to the island and people that are trying to explain to you what's going on and help you kind of like kind of form like this resistance. Because what you find out as you playing through, and they've they've re- they've revealed this in the trailers, is that you're going up against an elite ex ghost. And he's built. He's brought a lot of ex-ghosts with him, and he—they call themselves the Wolves. Um, and you're going up against. Uh, he's his name is Walker. Um, and a lot of the story that I saw is is why Walker turned, went rogue, and then what is going on. Um, it looks like that they're really trying to tell a very deep. Story, a very deep revenge story, and I hope that they can pull it off because the character that they're using, and I'm terrible with names, and you're going to help me with this, and I didn't look this up either, is the what is his name, Michael, the guy that plays Walker in this uh, in the game, John he's, Bernthal, yeah. The he played Punisher on the Netflix series, and he's played um, in something Walking else Dead. too, Walking Dead, yeah. So he is like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like this is not, I don't think this was a a cheap investment for ubisoft to make in this in this person in this actor he's fully mo-capped in the game um he's voiced by him and all of that um and uh, you, there's a lot of setup of what is going on of you know why he is has gone rogue um now the the weapons and the gear um as you're you know like i feel like it's kind of maybe gone a little bit too much on the looter side and it's not as much on the tactical side. I was getting a little bit overwhelmed with, you know, like I, there's always going to be a huge variety of weapons. And that, that, that can fit your playstyle. if you want to use an SMG, if you want to use a sniper, if you want to use an auto rifle, if you want to use, you know, whatever. Um, th- those are always there. There are some perks and things like that you can get um, on your weapons as you progress them. But the, the armor, like your body armor, um, now has a cosmetic look. And a, per- and a perk loadout to it as well, and there's a gear score in the game. I believe there was a gear score added to Wildlands later mm-hmm. um, as the game progressed and grew. Um, but this kind of felt a little overwhelming because I felt like one of the things that I don't like doing is that I was—I felt like I was in the menus a lot, looking at the new thing that I got. What kind of perk has it? What is it going to do? What does it look like? Because you see your character a lot. It's a third person game versus a first person game, third person shooter versus first person shooter. So you see your character a lot. Um, One of the cool things that I think is in there is like this, and I want to like ornament, System, You know, like transmog system um, is there to where you can, as you discover gear, like if you see a helmet or a hat, even like a winter hat or, a, you know, like a ball cap or whatever, and you really like how it looks or you purchase it, I'm sure, which is, you know, is 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 a viable option. If you get another piece of gear that you really like that has really good perks on it, like say you get this helmet, like this camouflage helmet and you hate it, you can leave those perks there and you can actually change the cosmetic look of it. Um, like a transmog style thing so where you can look exactly like you want to look but not sacrifice your perks which is very important to some people um and then you can also like shade the stuff and color the stuff any color you want like for the most part there's huge there's massively deep customization to where you can look like a like a you know like a true you know elite ghost a soldier or you can make yourself just look ridiculous and have like a plaid backpack Um, and plaid shorts and things like that. You can do whatever you want or go like completely shirtless and things like that. Like you can go crazy with the game. Like you, like some of these Ubisoft games with the microtransactions and the customizations let you just make yourself look like, you know, a clown literally. Um, so the, I mean the early, like I was like the early parts of the campaign, um, seem promising. And I, and I hope that it delivers through the whole, through the whole time. Um, the gameplay-wise, it's a third-person shooter. You have the option when you I, when you aim down sights to go directly into the scope of the gun or to do the over-the-shoulder look. So that's a personal preference. I did a lot of the aim-down sight stuff. Um, you can see a couple of the screenshots that I have on on the write-up of like you can see some of that. You can see some of how it, like my character looks. Um, I there's not a whole massive amount of you know craziness to go into this with this. This is just a Ghost Recon game. Um, The complaints that I had with Wildlands appear on the surface to be addressed in Breakpoint, but at the same time, I can already see some of the flaws that Breakpoint might have to, again, where it feels almost overwhelming with the area that you have to cover. And the things that you could mess with and tweak and spend time in your menus and, and change and decide how you're going to want to do things and I think it could be very frustrating if you're playing with friends and it's like hey I just got this new weapon let me let me grab the weapon let me customize it let me mod it and then oh okay now I just got another you know another uh, you know set of gloves like let me change those and let me change how they look and you're kind of like like if Michael and I were playing Michael's like sit, sitting here waiting like I just want to go shoot something you know and I, I, could, I could see that could be very frustrating for for the player, possibly, um, and then the people waiting for the player.
1: I'm getting tired of customizing characters and abilities and all sorts of things. Yeah,
0: I miss the linear game, you know, like where it gives you a weapon because you need the weapon for the next encounter and then you progress through and then you get a different weapon because you need that for the next encounter. You know, I'm starting to miss that as I've been trying to play too many of these games that are, you know games as services or live games or games that are evolving over time and this is a ubisoft game so we know this game is going to evolve over time their post-launch content schedule seems crazy i mean like 12 daily faction missions like as you progress through the campaign and complete the campaign there's obviously going to be post-campaign stuff to do they've talked about a raid um you know an eight-player raid in the game and they, there's and I, I I wrote it in the in the write up and I, I almost feel like they're spreading themselves too thin, like they're trying to accommodate a campaign player that wants to pick the game up and beeline the story and get a good solid beginning middle and end and walk away, and then I feel like they're trying to cater to the player that wants to get through the campaign as fast as possible, because they want to do the hard challenging stuff and work on their builds. And then I feel like they're, you know, they're they're still trying to make it, you know, accessible to where I could be playing the game for a couple hours, and then you could join me, and then you wouldn't feel like too crazy or too far behind or anything like that. And when you, when I feel like when you spread yourself out like that, you do a lot of things okay, and you and you do nothing great. Um, and that's what I see from this um, so far. Like it's it's really really good, and I had fun playing the game. I just don't know how long like it could grab my attention. Like I lost D- D- Division Two, lost my attention. Division One lost my attention. For Honor lost my attention. Those are games that have cr- crazy deep you know player bases and stuff like that, and they've they've continued to evolve their games and adjust their games to to fit their community's feedback and things like that. But like. Eventually, some of these games I feel like over time do well because of how many changes they've had to them, but don't necessarily maybe review well right off the bat because the campaign was lacking, or mm-hmm. the you know like the post games, the po- the end game was lacking, or or any of that stuff. So, um, so I talked about that uh, the PvP. So this this game will have um, PvP at launch. Uh, Wildlands had PvP added over time. Um, so that there will be uh, two uh, game modes and uh, six maps. So it, it wasn't anything like crazy. It's an elimination mode where it's like you know, you can, you're on a, like a 4v4 elimination. Um, and then there's like a search and destroy mode. Um, any of your progression or things that you unlock in PvP carry over to PvE. And anything you unlock in PvE carries over to PvP which I think will probably eventually present some balancing issues for them, but they do have some systems in place to help with that. Um, the game will have, this was a big deal to some of the people that were at the event with me, um, but they will have dedicated servers for PvP. Um, okay. so, so your online functions will be on dedicated servers, which I believe is the first Ubisoft game to have dedicated servers. Uh, I take it back. I think For Honor added dedicated servers farther down the line. So, um, but that is a huge feedback they got from Wildlands is that their their player base wanted dedicated servers. Um, so, to to wrap everything up, like as you guys know that listen to the podcast and like Michael knows, like I love tactical co op games, and that's where like that's where I feel like you know games like Breakpoint and, and Division and like they shine. Playing with your friends is fun. Playing by yourself sucks. Um, I still feel like you're gonna have the playing by yourself sucks functionality with this but playing with your friends is fun and you can also do the ridiculousness i, I remember playing the game with wildlands with palmer and having a blast because he can land a helicopter in a tree um you know some you know and then it falls out of the tree and it blows up and you know or just shooting the uh, accidentally or on purpose shooting the victim you know and, and getting the mission failed screen and you're laughing while you're playing and you have to reset the mission um the mission structure seems to be very challenging um very difficult. Like, you have a gear score thing, so you have to make sure you're high enough gear if you, go, if you want to go into a certain encounter. The game depth is crazy because you can sit at a campfire. I mean, Michael, I remember when we played this at E3, we were sitting at a campfire, and we could, like, buff our character and craft things. And so, like, the depth is, is there, and it's crazy. And you're fighting drones, and some of them are small little aerial drones that you're trying to snipe. And then some of them are, like, this gigantic bazooka drone that you can't do anything to unless you have, like, a rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Um, you know and you're fighting all that stuff and you're pushing against the the wolves that are trying to take over this island and they want to make sure that they have full control of the island and control the drones so then obviously that they can expand their control um so overall like at its core like i'm the the little bit that i got to play of this like i had a i had a good time playing it i have my concerns about it um there is a beta a closed beta for this that is uh starting on uh September fifth, so a couple days after you listen to this podcast, or a couple that de- you know before you listen this week. Um, so if you're able to get in that closed beta, like please just go in, play, check it out, tweet at me or Facebook the 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 page if you want to play the game. I would love to play with you guys um, and to get some of your guys' opinion and get your feel on it. There'll be some story missions, there'll be some side missions. You know, there's there's materials that you're picking up as you're going, like there is a lot going on in that game, a lot of resource management and building your, your weapon builds and your armor builds. So there is some depth to it. And I feel like if you're into these games, you're definitely going to get your money's worth out of this game. But I, you know, like again, I don't know if this caters to somebody as a one and done style game. And I feel like that some of these one and done games like need to exist because you can't always have like, you know, like Borderlands comes out and then destiny Two shadow keep comes out and then you know, Ghost Recon Breakpoint comes out and Call of Duty comes out. And, you know, like these are all games that have like double XP weekends or daily sign in bonuses. And like there's only so much stuff that, that could be played at a time. Yeah. You know? So again, like thank you to Ubisoft for flying it. I had a blast. I love playing their games and checking their stuff out early and being able to tell you guys about it. If you're fans of the series, I think that you'll be fine. Um, if you're new to the series, I think it might be a little overwhelming for you. But um, there is a full write-up on psnation.com of uh, my thoughts on, on Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And I do hope to do some stuff like um, some commentary either live on Twitch where I'm running some of the my footage that I have with me talking over it and talking to you guys and maybe answering questions or just doing um, a separate podcast um, of just me talking to you guys for maybe like 20 or 25 minutes and you know playing some interviews and things like that. So if you want to see any of that stuff, please let me know. Um, I will hopefully be working on that this week. So like an even more deeper dive into that. So. All right. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to, uh, Michael about specifically, um, I sent him a link to something the other day that I actually made him read on bungee.net. Um, and I'm sure he rolled his eyes when I first sent it to him, but I think he got some interesting insight out of it. So, um, we had packs last week and right before packs, um, Bungie came out and pretty much talked about how seasons are going to work in destiny two's third year. Now calm mm-hmm. down everybody before we start going crazy on destiny. Um, it's not going to be a, a massive in-depth talk of destiny it's going to be a talk of season passes quote unquote battle passes like apex has and fortnite has and with destiny 2 going free to play um they are starting to i'm trying to think of the right word like they're starting to fragment their content uh, i mean how do you how do you feel about that michael
1: i mean it needs to happen when you go free to play especially when <clears throat> They're not releasing Destiny 3 free-to-play. They're releasing Destiny 2 free-to-play with quotes around the free-to-play aspect. It's always tricky for developers when you do that, when it's a game that you had people play. And a game that's old, you know, Destiny's been out for how many years now? Two, two, three years? Destiny
0: 2 has been out for, yeah. yeah. Three years? It's going into its third year, but Destiny, the franchise, is like almost six years old.
1: Yeah, but Destiny 2 specifically is what's going... Free free to play ish, yes. and when you have, have a game that, uh, has a, and it's in its third year, which means only the hardest of the hardcore are playing, so you're bringing in hopefully fresh players along into with this. their move to
0: the, the 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 move to Steam. I think is also yes. like a very big thing for it because it's going to show up on the top of the charts at Steam for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, probably a couple days. <laughs> uh, Steam moves really fast. I I But, but free to play if...
0: stuff is always at the top, always on the first page. A lot of free to play stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it, it might it might make a splash first couple days. It's gonna be, and as Bungie players go off because it's leaving the Blizzard,
0: yeah, Battle Store, right? Yeah,
1: BattleNet. So I guess everyone will move over there. Uh, Bungie finds themselves in a weird spot a difficult spot where you need to appease both the people that paid for the game and have been playing it for three years, who are the hardest of the hardcore and then try and make it worth playing for newcomers who are just trying the free download. And I, they, they put up this, uh, this, this, this pretty large article uses a lot of inside baseball term. This is definitely not for non destiny players. The right. the article uh, but it's interesting to see how the season pass is going to work, especially Destiny has PvP, PvE, and it sounds like the season pass is going to have like, specific weapons that you can get with the season pass, specific uh, missions you get with the season pass, to where there's going to be a little bit of an imbalance that it's just like there, for the there, there, PvP. there is specific content
0: um, mm-hmm. that will be exclusive to people that own the season pass for that Which season. Which makes sense. Which, which makes sense,
1: but... But to your point, a, you could
0: earn a weapon yeah, playing and that's that season that you could take into PvP that somebody else that's on the free-to-play version can't get.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's advertisement to get the season pass, but that's also a really easy way to alienate new players and to just quit playing because it was free-to-play, so they have no reason to, to grind it out if they don't like it. Right. The only thing Destiny has going for going free-to-play is it's still a fun co-op game. The mm-hmm. PvP's kind of just been whatever. I know you dabble into PvP, mm-hmm. but the PvE's where you spend, what, like 90%
0: of your time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, PvE is where the game shines. Um, and it sounds like there, there will be a lot of things that are in the... The Destiny Two free-to-play version. There's a lot in there. Like you can play every strike. You can play all the Gambit. Um, you know, like there. You if you play PvP, you won't have any. You won't be locked out of any maps or anything like that. So like even if <laughs> even as they add new maps, those maps are added to the rotation partially because they don't want to fragment their player base or separate their player base into two different matchmaking pools. Mm -hmm. Um, you know and things like that you'll have access to competitive you'll have access to most of the what they call pinnacle weapons which are weapons or i believe all the pinnacle weapons which are weapons that you need to earn by doing certain things in the game whether it's strikes or gambit or crucible which is which is their pvp what i'm more curious about is how you feel about um like the the battle pass style thing that they're showing uh
1: i mean there i don't feel like they're doing anything too crazy with their their battle pass like system. Is, does it have a specific name? Uh, trying to see.
0: I don't uh, think that this, they gave it like season pass.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just see it as season pass. Yeah. I mean it's nothing crazy uh, because if the other season passes like the Fortnite's the Apex, it's just always grind for cosmetics so as long as it stays in that ballpark, it's not too bad. The only thing that the i'm curious about is uh the specific mission structure that they're giving for season pass owners and then the weapons they get from that how they convey that stuff to other players that aren't season pass holders like there's a messaging thing that they're gonna have to to work with consistently uh to make the game fair or feel fair without driving the need for the season pass so uh, that's what they're doing you didn't need to sell the season pass to keep going
0: yeah so i mean so like what i learned and I, and I really i guess i didn't really understand that until they've kind of like shined some light on this so like if you really want to break it down price wise dollar for dollar it looks it appears on paper that destiny 2 shadow keep is a 20 dollar expansion and it'll be similar to rise of iron uh, from destiny 1 which to me means that you're talking about like a three or four five hours at the most story-based content Mm -hmm. we're going back to the moon we're going to figure out what's going on at the moon we're going to figure out why those things are happening at the moon and then you might have a little bit of end game content that you can play on the moon and that'll be essentially what that is while like when shadow keep launches is also when the next season of destiny i believe it's season eight starts and that is called season of the undying which has a focus on vex which is an enemy race in destiny that's on a completely different planet and has not been on the moon so it does not have an uh uh, an affiliation with shadow keep at least I don't believe it does. So you, as a player, as a free-to-play player, when it goes free on Destiny 2 New Light, goes free on October 1st, the same day Shadowkeep releases and the same day that Season of the Undying releases, you, like that same, Michael, that you decide that you wanted to, to check out Destiny 2 again because it went free-to-play. First off, when you start to play, um, you will be at the same exact power level I am on that day. You're, you will yeah. be brought up to current power level of mm-hmm. 750, which is what the power cap is today in Destiny 2.
1: Which they need to do just to keep things balanced if you try and co-op right. with a stranger or yep.
0: in the free, in, yep. in the free-to-play version, you will be able to jump into the game after you complete the basic tutorial mission that's there. And you will be able to play a lot of content with me and not mm-hmm. feel underpowered, not feel underleveled, not feel behind. Um, you will be you will be behind because you won't necessarily have the same kind of weapons and things like that I have but you're you won't like get like one shot or like when an enemy looks at you cross-eyed you die like that won't happen
1: which for a, a newcomer sounds sounds great uh though there is some fun in that grind mm-hmm. that you'd be missing out of uh like the the idea of quote-unquote earning it right uh how are people in your shoes, the ones who have done that grind, feel about that? I know you probably don't care, uh, but you have more feel of the community. Um, so is I, I have some people
0: annoyed? Yeah, there are because I think that they're you know, they they're I think that the core annoyance starts with like they don't understand why the game had to go free to play in the first place. And they feel like since it had to go free to play in the first place, that this new battle pass system has to exist, and this is annoying to them. And because like the this battle pass paying ten dollars or whatever is giving you, ex- you know, possibly giving you exotics in the game, and there are you know exotic weapons in the game, um, mm-hmm. and you know like they're like it's you're just buying your weapon, and I'm like okay, well, previously in Destiny's expansions, when you complete when you completed the campaigns which, again, usually weren't very long, two hours or three hours or four hours, you were normally rewarded with a piece of exotic armor or a weapon and then also maybe kicked off a longer-term quest for you to get a different weapon. So if you didn't pay for the content, if you didn't pay for Curse of Osiris, if you didn't pay for Warmind, if you didn't pay for Rise of Iron or The Taken King, you didn't have access to that content anyways. And then you complete the campaign, and it's like, okay, congratulations, you completed it. Here's your trophy, which is a gun. Could be exotic, could be legendary. Now, with the battle pass system that they have in here, and I and I don't have a better term to use, their season pass system, um, it it looks like it's on a level an XP level scale of one to one hundred. And the paid version, you get the stuff way sooner. Like there's certain things you get at like level two and level three that the free-to-play player that doesn't buy the season pass doesn't get until like level thirty-five or level forty. <laughs> so what i'm curious about though is like as a player maybe that's not an inv- as invested as in in obviously michael you're not as invested in destiny as i am as we know does when you see that on a screen does that make you less likely to play
1: uh it's really hard uh t- yes it, it would um it's hard Even for me knowing to-
0: that you don't have to spend any money
1: yeah cuz People always suffer from the, like the, the, the feeling of missing out aspect of things. Also it's hard for me to separate myself from not being a huge destiny fan mm-hmm. uh, to, to be a I don't know. I, I'm so confused with like destiny's future from here on out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, going this route that it's hard for me to like grasp exactly
0: uh, what: Well they're, they're using an XP system. And this is yeah. a, this is a seasonal thing. So this is only mm-hmm. you have ninety days to get to level one hundred. Yeah, similar to how you had talked about Apex's battle pass that you yeah. had X amount of time to get to a certain level, and you got to that level, and you got certain things on your way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what this system is. And some of those rewards are cosmetics. Some of them are physical weapons. Some of them are currencies in the game that you need to use for other things. Um, some of them are bright ingrams, which again reward you with more cosmetics. Um, my concern, you know, and I don't know if this is going to, if this system is going to keep me invested in the game or not, uh, term, because like they, as they keep talking about these seasons and they're talking about how the next three, four and five, six months are going to look, they're not talking about any new pinnacle content. Like, there's, we know we're getting a new raid with Shadowkeep. It comes out, like, three or four days after the Shadowkeep content comes out. So we know we're getting a new raid with that. But then, you know, like, when we had Curse of Osiris, like, we knew that we were getting a raid layer. We had Warmind. We knew we were getting a raid layer. With Last Wish, we knew we were getting a new raid. And then as they as they pitched the annual pass to us, they showed us in December you're going to get a new raid. And then in May you're going to get a new raid. And then in, you know, March you're going to get a new Gambit experience. So they, they put all that on paper because they had to get you to, to buy the annual pass. Mm -hmm. they're heavily focusing on seasons right now and they're focusing on 90 day increments so there's like a a new activity in season of the undying that's called the Vex offensive which you're going to be doing you're going to be fighting against the Vex and you're going to have the ability to earn specialized gear from that event but when the season's over that event goes away Mm -hmm. and it's gone
1: yeah so are, are you worried uh this is a weird thing. Is like Destiny's always been a game where you just you're just playing to get more stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and they're now going to be more stuff focused uh, than getting you those big uh, events. or Are you just worried about the fact? Because you know they'll probably recycle events, like games do that. So right. like the event's going to end, and then that event will just come back in like three months, or or, or
0: they'll or recycle the loot from that event.
1: No, they, yeah, that's what I mean. And then they might throw like a different little cosmetic look on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the actual event itself, and you'll get that loot again. Uh, but that's just to keep you around, and then you'll just have to get another season pass. They're, yeah, they're I, now I in the, that yeah, season the, pass the loot. The
0: thing that I'm concerned about is that before I used to invest in a year of Destiny, and now I can still invest in a year of Destiny, but I'm also worried about Bungie having to sell itself to the community every 90 days.
1: Yes, and they, that, that is now going to be their future to where they're going to have to live Destiny 90 days at a time. And
0: that, go ahead.
1: That is, it's not concerning for someone who doesn't play Destiny that much, just because it'll be relatively new to me, but I can see why long term Destiny players are struggling with that idea. Cause I've because I've seen the ups
0: and downs of Apex directly with you and with a couple mm-hmm. of my friends. I've seen it where, like, Apex comes out and it's great and is this is fun and, you know, you can earn these things. And then they bring out their first, you know, battle pass and we're like, ugh, that's a lot of stuff. and
1: <coughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're...
0: <coughs> Excuse me.
1: Yeah, Destiny's going to be in that kind of wait and see mode, though, just to see how they handle it and how fast they are at changing things. Especially now and that they don't publicly
0: came out and said that it's creating the content for us is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and like that, you know, like that keeping up to that pace that they kept up with last year with the annual pass was a challenge, and like I'm almost wondering if they're kind of like throwing this loot into this XP based system. the The best thing that I like about this XP based system is that you can earn gear and stuff in the game playing exactly how you want to play. Yeah. Before, it was like you have to go over here and play Crucible for a little bit or you have to go over here and do strikes. You have to go over there and play Gambit. You have to go over there and do patrols because like if you do so many of those patrols this week, you get a powerful drop. Now, you know those things might still be there, but you have a linear line of like if you just want to do strikes – like, and you will slowly level. I mean, I don't even know how slowly or fast, but you will level yourself up. Maybe it's a level a day. Maybe it's a two levels a day. Maybe if you make sure you grab enough bounties and you have a really good, you know, like the bounties are easy that day. Maybe it's three levels that day. Um, but then the thing that concerns me is that as you progress through here and you're, you're leveling yourself up from zero to 100, you're getting some cosmetic things. You're getting some weapons. They have pretty much said that the armor and the weapons will be poorly rolled meaning they won't have like top tier perks on them, but they will, you know, get you like they earning this opens the loot pool up for that, that weapon drop in other activities. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. like getting it and earning it that first time, like opens it up to possibly drop for you in other activities. Um, Then, but as the season gets near the end, they've, they've announced that everybody plays destiny differently. And then some people play it 15 hours a day and some people play it four hours a day. And some people play it two hours a week and some people just play it when they can they are implementing a pay-to-catch-up mechanic
1: mm-hmm.
0: to where, like, the last three weeks of the season, you can pay a certain amount of money, which we don't know what it is yet, and you can just buy yourself the level 100.
1: That That's not completely a, a new thing. Apex has something similar. There's, like, two different battle passes. There's, like, one that just jumps you to 25, I believe, and then there's just the regular one that you just start at one. Uh, Fortnite, I believe, also has something like that, just, like, an accelerator. So that's not... That it's one of those things where it's just kind of become the norm with season passes uh, where you can have that accelerator though. It does cheapen the experience for the people like, why am I doing this grind when people can pay out?
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, at least that they're saying skip. that you can't do it till like the later part of the season. So it's not like in the first week of the battle pass being released that you're going to see that really cool thing that you want that somebody just, you know, dropped a bag of gold and got it before you did.
1: Yeah. But even then that's kind of shitty because then, you you purchase that to jump ahead, and then you just you're gonna have to grind even more because you have even less time. Like you got the booster to get you there. It, it's a really fine line they're gonna have to balance, and it's definitely this first season is gonna be an experiment, and a lot of things are probably gonna look completely different. Yeah. Do they, they mention the the
0: gaps between seasons yet? Or um, they've. Uh... What do you mean by gaps? Like, they, they, the, the seasonal ability or the, the, the last. G- gaps year, between
1: season passes?
0: No, because there, there won't be, because when the season ends, a new season begins immediately after.
1: Okay, that's what I meant. So yeah. there's no downtime between them. So their yeah. tweaking is going to be. They've confirmed, they've, co- they've it.
0: confirmed four seasons for year three of Destiny two. And that would I be. I
1: wonder. If those are going to move in terms of how many days are between them, or season ends and season begins immediately after,
0: uh, if it's like if it's time. like last year, mm-hmm. um, with the annual pass, a season ended and a new one started, like a season Just ended on a Monday it. and then and then the next that Tuesday reset a new season started. Um, yeah you know like how this if this will you know some some games have that week where they release a new patch and before they release the new seasonal content just to see how the game reacts to the patch before they release the seasonal content if it's a balancing Mm. thing so um but i mean like just in general like i want you know so all destiny 2 players whether whether you're coming in with new light I'm reading this from the Bungie.net, uh, uh, or you're all in on Shadowkeep and Season of the Young Dying, you will have access to the following. So if you've ever been on the fence about playing Destiny, like this, October 1st is when I think you should check it out. You'll be able to patrol the moon destination. So that's a brand new... Uh, Place, you know, a brand new destination in Destiny Two. You'll be able to go there. You'll be able to do patrols. You won't be able to do any story missions or anything like that. You'll you you are getting access to the opening mission of Shadow Keep. You're getting access to the two new strikes along with all the other strikes that are already in the game. You're getting access to all the Crucible maps and the updates. The two new maps that they returning maps that they're adding from D1 that they're they're putting into D2. Um, you're getting access to Crucible Labs. You're getting access to the new armor that I talked about you're getting access to the new artifact system that they're implementing in the game, you're getting access to the new finishers, you're getting access to the new pinnacle weapons, the free seasonal rank rewards, which include a new exotic weapon, um, three legendary armor sets, one per class, two legendary weapons, and the best of year two bright ingrams, and then the glimmer and the upgrade modules. That is what comes with Destiny 2 New Light, along with almost pretty much all the content up until Forsaken. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot there that they're giving to the player base for free to try to hopefully entice you to spend the ten dollars that season to play Season of the Undying, even if you don't care about Shadowkeep or going to the moon at all, you know, to get the to spend the ten dollars for the battle pass. And they have confirmed that these battle pass like systems are going to cost ten dollars per season. So, which isn't too bad, right? So, like I was saying, sounds like in my head Shadowkeep is. $20. Season of the Undying is $10. So that's why when you when you see Destiny 2 Shadowkeep Keep on the PSN store, it's $29.99. And mm-hmm. it, it comes with Season of the Undying. Then you can do the the deluxe version where you're 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 all in for the whole year, and that's fifty nine ninety nine, and that gets you Shadow Keep and the Four Seasons. So again, forty dollars for the four seasons, twenty dollars for Shadowkeep. Keep. Yeah. Or you can just do a wait and see thing with this now to where you can, you know dabble with new light in October, maybe you don't maybe you're like, I'm on the fence about it, I don't know if I want this, and then you see something cool that they announce in December for their next season, which I believe they're calling season of the dawn. So you see that and that that entices you to put down the ten dollars. So then you put mm-hmm. down the ten dollars and you get access to the battle pass and you're 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 going through the the upgrade tree faster as you're earning rewards. How how does that appeal to somebody like you that moved away from Destiny, you know, in terms of saying I can invest $10 for 90 days, and then I can stop.
1: I mean, it it would make it more likely that I would give it a shot. I I own Destiny 2, never loaded it up. But Mm -hmm. $10 isn't that crazy of a buy-in if I want, like, the... Well, it's not the full experience because I'd have to get Shadowkeep. Mm -hmm. But $30 to get the whole experience for a season isn't crazy. Uh, to To get Shadowkeep and the first season, mm-hmm. and later on, it it isn't a terrible investment if I just want to jump into season. Like if I want to jump into season three or four, because mm-hmm. something cool is happening. Ten dollars isn't like that bad. And again, it's just like it, it's just mostly like gears, guns, and stuff from the season pass. So, uh, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's like the end all be all. Like I need to spend the ten dollars on that season pass, but mm-hmm. there's incentive to do it. Okay. I I I, li- I like uh I like the way Destiny plays, so it wouldn't be like a bad investment for people. And I think that's going to be the key thing for a lot of the newcomers and people returning is to remember that Destiny's a fun shooter, mm-hmm. and then hopefully that's enough to get them to. Jump into the season pass stuff uh, okay. and spend some money.
0: Yeah, no, I was just curious because I know that you had purchased an Apex Battle Pass. I almost was gonna try to reach out like on Facebook or something like that because I'm sure there's somebody that f- that I'm friends with on Facebook that's like super into Fortnite. And you know, in in terms of how that stuff works, but I didn't get a chance to do that. So, okay, no, I just it was just something I thought you know when I saw it come over, and I you know I've heard some you know some some positives and some negatives around it. I just wanted to have the conversation. So, I would I I I would personally love to hear what you know the listeners think though. Like, if you want to read this, like Michael said, there's a lot of Destiny lingo in here that you may or may not understand. Um, Yeah, you know,
1: it isn't until the end of the article that they kind of break it into terms into you know when they when they do the here's what's coming in new light and all yeah. the shadow keep and stuff yeah. you know everything is available
0: so um, but yeah, no, I'm re- we're going to jump into what we're playing and watching. Um, mine's like super easy because I, like I said, I went up north and, and I was working on some of the Ghost Recon stuff. So I didn't really get a chance to play anything. I dabbled a little bit in Destiny tonight before we recorded because they made some updates to the game that, you know, that intrigued me enough to check it out. Small things. Um, and then right before we recorded, I went upstairs and was hanging out with Angela for a little bit. And she had 10 things I hate about you on TV classic (laughs) yeah so that was good um so that's it for me though like um i listened to like you know college football started so that was a lot of me listening back to espn radio and and you know in-depth analysis and our fantasy football league starts this week and 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 nfl starts on thursday so i'm happy
1: (laughs) yeah uh playing and watching for me uh still messing with the control trying to clean up the map and do some of the side quests uh just because i mentioned during my review it's pretty expensive game pretty big game in terms of the side quests and side missions especially uh, looking at my trophies after I like completed the game it was one of those things where it's like oh I didn't dabble with the side quests as much as I thought I did because there's trophies that's like do 10 20 30 you know th- those sort of trophies that like just stick out of was like oh okay I still need a lot more to play uh, still continuing ace attorney with Sarah uh, just started the third game uh started out kind of rough because the first episode in the third game kind of does the thing i hate when movies and tv shows do the thing where they give you a flashback sequence that kind of ignores some of the things they set up story-wise previous games so basically it's just like oh those characters in the the first game that met for the first time actually it looks like they met five years ago and it, story elements like that that bother me uh and then continued overwatch a little bit but the the main thing i've been playing is uh i started playing monster hunter world again <laughs> um, oh boy yeah i was a little hesitant to go into it but uh sarah jumped into it and she had a better grasp of the game than i did towards the end of it uh, i kind of fell off right around uh kind of when like almost new game plus when you get the like the 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 high rank gear part of the game yeah the post campaign but it's still kind of the campaign section that's where i left off and i'm gonna probably pick up iceborne uh this weekend uh so me and sarah can run through that so the last couple days it's just me relearning the mechanics of just how to use my hammer and then also just how Weird monster hunters online is built out, and you know, going Terrible to the bulletin board. It is, yeah, yeah, but still fun and amazing. But this being like, okay, I'm gonna post. Okay, let's make sure we're in the same server. Okay, I'm gonna go to the bulletin board and I'm gonna put a quest up. Oh, you didn't do that quest yet. Okay, or you're not at that quest yet, so we can't do that one. Okay, I'm gonna put this one up on the bulletin board. Go to the bulletin board and bulletin board and your screen pick up that quest and just that system, that archaic ancient feeling system was, it, it took some time getting used to, and I'm glad I'm taking care of this now and trying to rank up. Cause I don't really know how iceborne is going to work in terms of if I'm going to need to be a certain level or if I could just open it up from the beginning. Cause I'm barely dabbled in the, the high rank, the, the game plus sort of, uh, armor and equipment so I'm just working those kinks out now before I, I, I start the game uh, Iceborne on Friday just so I can have a better experience because I could imagine if I wouldn't have done this getting into Iceborne would probably have left a bad taste in my mouth because I'd have been like oh this is just this doesn't work for me anymore or, like I, I need to do all this so I've been playing like nightly Monster Hunter and just just, you know, starting that grind again, you know? Just killing the same monster, like, four or five times in a row because I need to get the, the the bone or the claw or the pelt to, to do some new gear for my palico because I care about my palico more than I care about uh, my actual character, which is dumb, and this makes my life harder. It is funny, though. So, uh, Sarah made her Palico, one of her cats, and I made my Palico, one of her cats. And now we live together, so when we're playing Monster Hunter, both cats are usually watching one of the screens, and they can see themselves in the game. <laughs> and that's cute and adorable. Uh, so just uh, making sure I, I get good armor for Reggie, and he looks cool. Um, and then for watching... Uh, I've been pretty boring. I've just been... Uh, season four of Veronica Mars finally jumped, in, uh, jumped into that. Uh, really liking the new season of Veronica Mars. It, you know She's out of high school and college, so it very much feels like a an adult show now. Like, it's... No longer adult writers trying to sound like teens. It's adult writers writing for adults, and they're really good at that. And I'm just enjoying the Hulu season. I hope they do more than just one... Season, I, I hope this lasts a little, a little while. I'm halfway through it right now, and I'm I'm enjoying everything uh, that the Veronica Mars season has going for it right now. Um, and then I've been listening to the Blank Check uh podcast a lot lately. Uh, that podcast is uh it's a movie podcast where they basically go through filmographies of directors and. I just got done listening to the Christopher Nolan uh, run they did. So they did the the Batman trilogy, uh, Inception, uh, Memento. And I've been having a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff just in the background when I'm at work or just at at home. So I've just been watching a lot of Christopher Nolan movies and I I've, was just going through some of the, uh, the Spielberg movies that they covered, like catch me if you can. So I've had a lot of just whatever, i've listened to on their podcast has been like hey, i really want to rewatch this movie uh so rewatching a lot of old movies just because listening to a blank check podcast while i'm at work or on the commute has inspired me to go watch some older movies that i've seen thousands of times before uh nice. but that yeah uh pretty pretty light play uh for this week there'll probably be a lot of monster hunter iceborne uh, next <laughs>
0: week that's good i mean i guess one of us can play it because i'm not gonna go down that hole again i don't think
1: man it, it is a fucking trip trying to get back yeah. into that game i love it once i get into it but holy crap there there's a steep learning curve like i forgot everything <laughs> that from when i played that game and i put like 40 hours into it i think that's what my my play clock said uh when i loaded it up the first time and since the game first came out so yeah if if you're gonna get into iceborne you might want to load up monster hunter now just to get used to it to make that iceborne experience just a little bit better yeah nope
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're gonna hit some of these community questions um you guys can send us questions using hashtag AskPSNation. You can send us emails, podcast at psnation.com. Um I'm also concerned because like there's been huge cracks of thunder and lightning all of a sudden, by the way. So that's oh, kind, of, okay. kind of what I'm a little worried about if you've seen me looking around. So um, so um, Finger Burn uh, sends us uh, in that he just wants to show you that he's still flying the flag in Rocket League, our PS Nation flag in Rocket League. So thank you very much for that. And then he says, thanks for the weekly pods. Um, that he appreciates them.
1: Yeah, Just thought I'd add that. He even sent a screenshot in the email I share with you later. But yeah, cool. the PlayStation, the PS Nation flag is in Rocket League still. I know it was glitched out at one point. Looks like they fixed yeah. that.
0: Um, and I'm gonna have a hard time answering this question. I was been thinking about this since I saw it on here. Justin Wilson sent us using hashtag #SPSNation. Any game that was so difficult that you gave up on it?
1: Uh, The Lion King. <laughs> um, when I was a child. Ah, uh, Demon Souls. I bought the uh, deluxe edition, which apparently goes for a pretty price now. Uh, I played the first mission and then I stopped. Uh, or not the first. Fr- I got through the first uh, like encounter and then the first boss just beat the shit out of me and I couldn't get past it, so I stopped. <laughs> uh, then Dark Souls. Then Dark Souls two. And then Dark Souls three. Basically, any from Software game I've started because people are like, "This is the one to get." I think I even started Bloodborne. And those games just require patience, I guess, yeah. and I just don't have the patience yeah. for it. It's almost not even difficulty. People it's just like t-
0: people tell me that certain those those type of games are like stu- excuse me are stupid hard, and I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna play it. Like, and I just don't do it.
1: Yeah, and I try them because every time, uh, like, a, my friends are super into those games. Like, this one isn't that bad. You you should be fine. And I try it, and I'm just like, no, this.
0: The main one that comes to mind for me was I remember pre-patch i remember this was a big deal like i was struggling with that god of war ascension Um, okay i
1: think it's the only god of war game i've never played yeah
0: they they had this level where you were kind of like going up this elevator and like the checkpoint system was terrible and getting the the gems and the the things you needed to like regen your health and then fight a boss and stuff like that um it was a pretty big deal like it it was either yeah it had to have been ascension because they ended up patching it or adding a A life chest or, like, a a health chest or a checkpoint, like, halfway through it or something like that because the community was having such a problem with it. But even games that, like, are, you know, like, have their hard aspects to them, like, I would still figure them out, like, Guacamelee and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's kind of, like, a rewarding aspect to figure out that platforming thing, even though you do the same thing, like, a hundred times. But then the hundred and second time, you just get the the right quarter of inch over moved enough that you get through the platform, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: precision platformers uh super meat boy is one of those games i quit like within like 10 20 minutes i was just like i can't i can't do this i don't have the patience Mega Man games for a while were like that for me until i got a little older and then i could like get through them
0: um are either of you looking forward uh i'm sorry uh tom h lord thomas and harrison lord i believe um yeah on twitter said are you looking forward to sniper elite or iron man vr um, Iron Man VR is definitely on my list. Uh, it might give me a reason to hook my VR back up, which I haven't done since I rearranged my entire office. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Sniper Elites, I, I like. I played Sniper Ghost Contracts at, or Ghost War, Ghost Contracts at E3.
1: And I played Sniper Elite.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not really sure. I, like I, you know, like similar like Michael was talking about with some precision platformers. I don't know if I have the patience for like those sniper games where you have to be very stealthy and your recon has to be like really on point, and then your shots have to be perfect. <laughs>
1: sniper elite there's a it was a little bit more loose than that like you did have a, a machine gun and it was kind of more bombastic uh so i can see that being a little bit easier uh to get into especially the vr experience is way lighter than the like the, the full game would have been or not the full game but like the the, the original series is mm-hmm. uh, i wish i had a vr but like we talked about last year i've kind of screwed myself over it's where we're so close to next gen and I'm convinced there's going to be a new VR headset so I still haven't bought a VR headset because I think there'll be a new one and at this point I'm banking on there to be a new one <laughs> cuz if I feel like if I buy one now I'm going to I'm going to regret it like 3 months after I purchase it but uh, of the two games I would probably be more into an Iron Man VR game than I would the uh, Sniper Elite it worked though I I enjoyed it but Iron Man VR looks really cool. Like, who doesn't want to be Iron Man? I can right. be a, a shooty dude in a lot of games, but not many games offer me the opportunity to be Iron Man.
0: Alright. Um, Steven Wren, uh, using hashtag SPS Nation, what is your favorite type of chicken wing?
1: Uh, Good buffalo. Buffalo sauce. I, I'm assuming that's what he he meant, so...
0: Yeah, for Uh, for me the spice like any kind of spiciness like, um, I don't really go like on the ridiculous scale of like on like if we go to Buffalo Wild Wings or any other place or anything like that. But we don't go down. I don't go like up the like bring me your hottest wings. But I do like something that's gonna you know have a little bit of a you know a little kick to it and things like that.
1: Yeah, I I always have the problem when I go to like a Buffalo Wild Wings or a Wing Stop, where I'll get like a, a selection of different, uh, you know flavors or whatever. And I hate three-fourths of them, but I never remember which ones I hate. <laughs> so,
0: so you every the time. same process every time. Yes, every time,
1: <laughs> and I never remember. Like, And I, I, I'm seriously thinking of next time I go to one, because my friends are always like, oh, let's go to one. Or coworkers are like, let's go to like, B-dubs, and I hate, fucking hate when they call it that. Uh, <laughs> to where it's just like, I'm just going to write down on my phone which ones I actually like, because I right. never remember. All I know is I like buffalo sauce and fried like that's all, that's the only thing I know. when it's just like
0: garlic like, or
1: lemon pepper. It's, I yeah. don't know.
0: Do you like uh, boneless wings?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boneless wings are fine. People okay. that like make that an argument are crazy. Okay boneless wings are fine it's actually easier to eat you yeah. know you don't have okay. to worry about the bone i don't the bones yeah i don't, stealing dis- meats yeah, like I don't
0: dislike either i mean i don't like or dislike any of you know I, i'll eat wings in general so how i'll eat yeah. chicken nuggets and, and buffalo wing sauce and things like
1: that oh so. dude i i live off microwavable chicken products
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right that might be something we can actually like we might be able to eat that <laughs> if we ever yeah, have yeah. a meal together <laughs>
1: I might have some chicken nuggets like after after we record.
0: Yeah. Um and last question of the night is from alishan Seven on Twitter. Uh will you guys get the PS5 on launch date or what? I don't like when the first batch comes out, plus not a lot to play, so I will wait wait for a year. During that time, their special bundles, additions, etc. come up. Uh I will get a PS5 on launch day.
1: Yeah, I, I will too.
0: And I would probably get a PS5 on launch day if I wasn't even doing this podcast. So.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, one of my my favorite things ever was when I bought the PS4 on launch date, because that was the first console I was able to buy on launch, Uh, you know, because PS3 came out, I was in high school, I had to wait a while to get that, because I had yeah. to, like convinced my parents that like, I could get a PS3 and also they kind of helped me out a little bit with the cost. Like I think I put up like 75% of it and they helped with the rest. And every other system before that was bought, you know, birthday, Christmas, gifts sort of thing. So the PS4 was the first console that I bought day one. Yeah. And then I bought a Switch uh, relatively soon after that, released like three months. I like buying consoles on day one, you know, so even if I wasn't doing this, I would buy the, I will buy the PS5, and I might buy the next Xbox, though Game Pass is making that more and more reason for me just to keep Game Pass on PC and not buy an Xbox console in the future. Uh, but yeah, no the the next uh, the next Nintendo console I'll buy that day one. The next PlayStation console i am buy that day one, just because I don't know. There's something about you know being an adult buying a console on day one that's kind of kind of I like. I like that that feeling I got when I bought the PS4, and I'm gonna be chasing that feeling the rest of my life until PS10.
0: Yeah, um, I still have my launch day PS4. It's still on the desk. It's what I play.
1: My sister has my launch day PS4. Uh, mm-hmm. When I upgraded to the Pro, I gave that to her.
0: Yeah, but I mean, so, and I'm, you know, hoping that it makes it until the PS5 comes out. Because I was starting to look at Pros, and I'm like, do I want to buy that a year before the 5 comes out? And then I'm like, Ugh. you know, because I, but I'm also like wondering, like, what am I going to do with my 4 if... You know, all of the, you know, PS4 games play on the the 5. You know, it's like, you don't really need the 4.
1: It's funny. Uh, I was playing Apex with my little sister a couple weeks ago, and I heard the PS4 that I gave her in in her microphone, because it sounds like a jet engine now. And as soon as I heard that, I just, like, two days later went to... It was around the same time I retrieved the Batman cups, uh, and I just... Took the PS4 apart, like into pieces, and cleaned it out for her to clear out all the dust, so it wouldn't sound like a jet
0: engine. How's your holding up? Um, it's fine. I mean, like, it's it sits on my desk, and nobody ever says they can hear it when I stream. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's sitting, you know, 12, 14 inches away from the microphone right now, and it's on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, my my old one was really loud, but also she keeps it in a basement, so. Think it's just might be dustier in a basement, but holy crap! Like I took I did the usual thing where you like clean the outside vents, but then I I saw how bad it was, so I just I took that shit apart. I now know how to open up a PS4 pretty pretty well, uh, and had break it apart. Uh, my friend actually just uh got a PS4 he bought off Craigslist and he opened it and it was filled with roaches, so he also needed to take that apart and. Oh my gosh now uh getting used to seeing ps 4s broken apart and putting it back together it's actually kind of fun doing that and easy surprisingly easy
0: all right well that is the questions for the week so thank you guys for sending those in again you can send those anytime you want whenever you think of them if you think of one while you're listening to the podcast that you want to hear just send it to us on facebook or twitter email you know using hashtag askpsnation, send us an email podcast at psnation.com you can also just go to psnation.com click contact us it'll send the email for you um and all that stuff you can send email or voicemails to glenn if you want wdt-torgo um again you know you just go to psnation.com reviews my ghost recon breakpoint write-ups up there there's some other things that are coming soon uh the forums are there go to the forums join in some of the conversations um you can also like us on facebook uh facebook.com slash psnation page and twitter like twitter is where we spend a lot of our time um the, the, i spend too much time on twitter usually so the main account is at ps nation michael's account is at the first mjc and my account is at good dave hunt so i hope you guys all have a great week and we will talk to you later
1: get ready for monster hunter talk good. see ya